0: General Antonio López de Santa Anna craved power and glory. Everything he did in his life was for personal gain. He was a captivating man who appeared to have great leadership potential, giving him many an opportunity to rub shoulders with Mexico's high-ranking political and military figures. He crossed the political aisle more times than the chicken has crossed the road. But his pride, consistent lack of principles, and ham-fistedness in civil affairs has made him a controversial figure in history. Santa Ana first gained prominence in war. He joined the Fiji de Veracruz Infantry Regiment when he was only 16 years old, fighting in several battles during the Mexican War of Independence and aligning himself with the general who would become the first president, Agustín de Iturbide. Two years later, he sided with an old army chum, Vicente Guerrero, and his movement to overthrow Iturbide. When Iturbide abdicated, Guadalupe Victoria was elected into office. Santa Ana threw his support for Guerrero to succeed Victoria, and when the opposing candidate won, he incited a rebellion, ultimately securing the position for Guerrero. But then he staged a coup, helping the sitting vice president, Anastasio Bustamante, usurp the presidency. Three years later, and after forcing Bustamante out, Santa Ana was finally declared president. This would be the first of 11 times the self-proclaimed Napoleon of the West would rule as president or dictator of Mexico, and during those times he would also be forced into exile twice, once on Staten Island. His impulsive nature, which helped him gain recognition and reverence through his military exploits, was also the reason for his many grandiose failures. During his final presidency, he essentially gave away Texas to the United States government, which didn't make his constituents very happy. Santa Anna also had a severe infatuation with Napoleon Bonaparte, trying his best to emulate him in every way. He read as many biographies on the emperor as he could. The military sported uniforms inspired by the French army, and they were drilled to march using the same precise technique. But with all of the thorough studying of his idol, he failed to learn from the emperor's mistakes. During the Mexican-American War, Santa Anna attempted to copy Napoleon's conquest of Europe in his own push against the American rebels in Texas. Unfortunately for him, the campaign in similar fashion to the French dictator's invasion of Russia was an unmitigated disaster. As much as he loved Napoleon, Santa Anna didn't tolerate France bullying his country. A French pastry cook who lived near Mexico City claimed that several army officers had damaged his restaurant, when the government refused to pay the 600,000 pesos he demanded for reparations, the chef took it up with the French government. In turn, the French sent a fleet to Veracruz to force Mexico into paying. Santa Ana gathered troops and marched off to the port. A battle ensued and the general's left leg was severely wounded from cannon fire. There was no option but to amputate. The leg was buried at his estate in Veracruz, where it would remain until his sixth presidency. Once again, he was in hot water with the people of Mexico, thanks to his incompetence as a leader. So, in a manner only becoming a pompous attention seeker, he threw an impressive funeral for his detached appendage. It was exhumed from its gravesite, placed in a posh carriage, and paraded all the way to Mexico City. There, it was given full military honors, which included cannon salutes, the recitation of poems, lengthy speeches, and prayers. When the funeral was over, the leg was buried underneath a prominent cemetery monument. For some reason, the general hoped the funeral would demonstrate how much he had sacrificed for the people of Mexico and help him win back their approval. It didn't. Two years after the funeral, riots broke out against him and in addition to tearing down his statues, they dug up his prized leg, tied a rope around it, and dragged it through the streets, shouting, Death to the Cripple! The infamous general did get a prosthetic leg to balance himself out, and it, too, has been a hot-button topic over the course of time. During the Mexican-American War, at the Battle of Cerro Gorda, Santa Ana and his men were surprised by the 4th Illinois Infantry. He retreated as fast as his right leg would allow, forgetting the fake one that helped him stay upright. The Americans took the peg leg back to Illinois as a trophy of their victory, where it has since remained on display at the State Military Museum. Both the Texas state and Mexican governments have made repeated attempts to acquire it. Texas claims they deserve it because the general was a prominent enemy of their state. Mexico wants it back for its nationally historical relevance. But Illinois refuses to give it up. Lieutenant Colonel Brad Layton, the public affairs officer for the state's National Guard, made the comment, It honors our soldiers. It honors their service. And that's where it's going to stay. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at owlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener.